Okay, it's rap pack to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that ballin'. Doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off and she calling. I'm like, yeah, what it do? Penthouse, man, what a view. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Charm City Sports Podcast. Recapping the Baltimore Orioles two-game series in Tampa Bay where they beat the Rays on Tuesday night 8-6 to and then fell to the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday 7-2. to Well, the first game offered some fireworks early on for the O's. They got things going early. They scored six runs in the first three innings. Six runs were scored in the first two, first and second inning. It started off with an Anthony Santander single that played at Gunnar Henderson, and then Aaron Hicks homer to three-run homer to put him up four nothing. Then Anthony Santander in the second made it six to nothing. Ryan O'Hearn in the fifth put the O's up seven nothing, and it seemed like they would cruise throughout the rest of this game. But then things got a little shaky. Kyle Bradish got nicked up. Then they brought in Brian Baker. And it just kind of went downhill from there. The Rays got it to 7-6 to six at the bottom of the six, where Aaron Hicks would come up again. Single to centers to score Austin Hayes. So despite the late surge, the O's were able to get the win against the Rays. Things were looking real, real good and some confidence heading in to Wednesday. But you had to remember, you had to keep, you know, kind of the pedal to the metal there and make sure that you come out with a sweep and and keep chasing down the Rays. The O's didn't do that. They fell behind early, and Tyler Wells just didn't have his stuff. It seemed like the Rays just built off of what they had, um going for them late in the first game, and then they kind of figured out the Orioles hitting, and that was about it. Uh, Like I said, Tyler Wells didn't have it, only won five innings, only gave up four hits, but they got two runs off of him, Um, some mistakes in the field as well, and just really tough game for for the O's, and tough series is I thought maybe they would make up you know, a game, I think they came into it five and a half games back. They only move up half a game to be five games back. And now you're home against the Seattle Mariners. So we're going um, to preview that here. Three games set against the Mariners coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, 7.05, first pitch tomorrow night. It's Kyle Gibson on the on the mound against Logan Gilbert, who was a 4-3-1 ERA. The Mariners um, come into this game as well with their record at 35-37, and 37, a surprising fourth in the AL West, 10 games back. So definitely a shock to see the rough start that the Mariners have been off to, especially after how well they did last season making the playoffs for the first times and uh first time since I think was it 2001 it had been forever since they um had October baseball in Seattle so Kyle Gibson again on the mound for the O's 394 ERA for him last start against the Cubs lost 3 to 2 he won 6 innings 
gave up the three runs off three hits, had seven strikeouts. And then for Gilbert in his previous start, which came against the White Sox, won five and a third. White Sox, or the Mariners ended up losing that game. Gilbert gave up six hits, two earned runs, three strikeouts. So definitely not a big um, strikeout pitcher, as you can expect from Gilbert. Not exactly going to pound the zone, so hopefully the O's can kind of take advantage of that. And then Saturday, it's Dean Kramer, who has a 4-5-6 ERA. Um, but... You know, his last two starts, the O's got wins. Uh, did give up eight hits and um, not his last start, but the start before against the Blue Jays in an 11-6 win. And then against the Cubs, won five strong innings, gave up three hits and one earned run. So there's that for Dean Kramer. And then for the Mariners, it's Bryce Miller, 3-6-8 ERA. Last start against the White Sox, seven innings pitched, four hits, six strikeouts, and then the start before against the Marlins, six innings pitched, only gave up one hit, which was one, which was a solo home run, the Marlins' only run of that game, and struck out six. So that's going to be kind of the big problem there. Bryce Miller, 24, should be interesting. And then Sunday, the O's are going to have to address there is no listed starting pitcher. So not sure what they're going to do there. It could be Cole Irvin or could see Grayson Rodriguez be brought back up. I'm assuming, I really think it's going to be the latter. Cole Irvin did pitch yesterday. And while on regular start, it would be okay. I just can't trust Cole Irvin to go out there. I'm sorry, but... I think at some point the Orioles are going to have to try and look at trading him off because Cole Irvin has been a disappointment this year, to say the least. Was supposed to come in and be kind of your two or three in the starting rotation and just kind of solidify things, but he's really, really, you know, struggled so far. And and I, you know, spent a good amount of time in the minors there and. I just can't see it working out. I think they should trade him off, um, you know, to a team that kind of needs some pitching and, you know, just looking to kind of continue to rebuild. I mean, you could send him to a team, you know, just uh, not too far away with the Nationals or, you know, any anywhere else have you that could kind of help him, you know, maybe be a change of scenery or just, you know, kind of figure it out for for himself um there because he's really he's really uh struggling pitching for the Orioles and has come out of the pen at certain times it's been a been an issue um the Orioles also have a all-star finalist catcher Adley Rutschman listed as a finalist this year for the O's, not really a surprise. Rutschman's been on a tear in his second season so far. And um, really excited to see, you know, 272 batting average, 10 homers, 32 ribbies. Catches a good game when called upon a war of 1.9. OPS of 808. Slugging 425 and OPP of 382. I could keep listening 
the stats on and on. But Adley Rutschman's a really exciting player. Um, you know, obviously we know that. Um, but the entire uh, baseball is going to get to know that when he's at the All-Star game in the Midsummer Classic, hopefully. I mean, I can't imagine he's not. But, um, yeah, and some other O's news in the nest. Ryan Mountcastle and Cedric Mullins hopefully gearing ready to come back. They started rehab stints um, in AAA. Mullins seemed to be doing better than Ryan Mountcastle. I believe Mountcastle went 0 for 5 uh, in his start yesterday. Hopefully that means... Mullins is going to be coming back. It's a shame. I think Rutschman would be joined in the Midsummer Classic with uh, Cedric the Entertainer, who had 39 RBIs when he went down. And a real shame. Uh, he was he and Ryan Mountcastle are still up there, tied for second for ribbies. Mountcastle as well with 39. Mountcastle obviously struggling. Um, this season, and hopefully he can get things turned around when he's good to go. But right now, just focusing on them getting back and healthy and back up to help out the Orioles, who have done a fantastic job. And I just want to point out again, Aaron Hicks is doing it. I really, really think the change of scenery was what he needed, and um, he's made it so the O's don't have to rush Mullins back you know I feel like if Hicks wasn't doing this well you may have seen Mullins be kind of pushed to come back already but now they don't have to do that they can kind of take their time a little bit so really happy to see that and um, yeah so that's going to do it for me here on the Charm City Sports Podcast thanks everyone for tuning in and I'll talk to you Sunday after the O's three game set against the Seattle Mariners so long. Go, go, go!